The world as we know it has fundamentally changed. What was once considered the future of work is here now. We are operating in an all-digital, work-from-anywhere world. More and more consumers are supporting brands that align with their personal values. It's the values-driven firms that will rebound sooner and grow faster in this new world. Salesforce has partnered with Singapore Community Radio to bring you this podcast. We want to explore the opportunities and the challenges of this new world. We want to talk about the ways in which we will work going forward, how businesses can be a platform for change, and how technology will continue to impact the world. We have some amazing thought leaders, executives, and community advocates joining us, and we hope it sparks some inspiration and innovation for you. To learn more about us, you can head to our blog at salesforce.com slash ap slash blog. Welcome to another episode of the Future of Work Now podcast by Salesforce. I'm your host, Heiko Fahim. Uh, we're covering all things digital uh, in this season with the team All Digital Work From Anywhere. Uh, and I'm joined by a very special guest, Fiza Malotra, uh, Global Marketing Director at Space Matrix. I hope I got that right. That's perfect. Awesome. How are you doing, Fiza? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Thank for, you for having me. No, thanks for being on the show. Maybe as a start, can you tell us a little about yourself, what does Space Matrix do and your role at the company? Of course. So uh, Space Matrix is a workplace design and build um, firm. And we have about 400 employees around Asia Pacific. We have 15 offices. And we do about six to eight million square feet of corporate workplace design every year. Whoa. And what that means is that we really, really work with a lot of companies on creating the right workplace design and strategy for their culture, for their employees. We look at the work, the worker and the workplace. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. And but so you're looking a lot into design mm -hmm. uh, and workspaces, right? And we have obviously seen with COVID-19 hitting different parts of the world, the idea of workspaces has changed quite dramatically. Uh, and, you know, companies having to displace their workforce from working from home and then some returning at a certain point. How do you see in 2021, perhaps as throughout 2021, how do you see the workspace looking like? Oh gosh, that's a really good question because when, you know, when COVID broke last year, it was quite interesting and everyone was like, oh my God, you know, like everyone's working from home. I know, right? Right. That was the big thing. And uh, to me, like COVID has been the biggest global experiment mm. because it has shattered so many myths. It has shattered so many assumptions. Um, a lot of people, you know, used to want to work from home, but then they were deemed lazy or you didn't want to come to the office. And are you slacking off at home? Yep. And you've got a client meeting. How can you work from home? So there were so many assumptions or presumptions about how people should work. Yep. Right. And then there was also, I think for the first time, we're seeing multi-generational um, sort of families, not families, but multi-generations in one workplace. So you might have a baby boomer, you might have a young, you know, a tech startup uh -huh. person who's sort of working in the same company. And a lot of people thought, oh, we have to look at them and we'll create like a certain way of working for the elderly person, a certain way of working for the young person. Mm -hmm. And then this leveler comes along, this pandemic, which changed the rule of the game of by course. saying, look, everyone has to work from home right now. Mm -hmm. You know, your companies have to rethink and relook how their employees are working. And it, it really changed how we looked at work. 
And I think it's easy to say, oh, should you work from home? Should you, you know, should you come to the office and work? But the key thing for us was understanding with our clients, like what their needs are, what the needs of their workforce mm -hmm. is, right? And because you'll see that everyone has a different workplace. If you ask me simplistically, I'll say this. If people have a greatly, greatly designed office, they want to come back to work, mm -hmm. right? If people are sitting at home and they've got, you know, kids and dogs and cats climbing over them and they don't have space and they don't have <laughs> that beautiful setup overlooking some great view, then they're dying to get out of the office, yeah, right? Yeah. If you've got a crap office for your employees, they don't want to come back, yeah. right? So yeah. it's, it's that simple, right? If you think about your emotional responses to things, right? If you, you're missing your employees. So for example, we interviewed about 2,000 clients. We have a partner firm uh, who we have a strategic partnership with in New York called Interior Architects. And we interviewed 2,000 clients mm -hmm. across the pandemic, asking them about their employees and what they missed about work and stuff. And 85% said that they missed face-to-face -face interaction. Of course. Right? 60% yeah. said that their ability to collaborate effectively was significantly reduced. Yeah. So when you look at the stats and you look at human behavior, there's a huge compelling reason about coming back to work. The question now is, what does the workplace look like? Yeah, I mean, it'll be really interesting because there's also obviously been studies about and surveys speaking to employees and finding out whether they want to work from home or they prefer to work in the office. And the majority of people have been saying that, oh, they're looking at the hybrid between the two, right? Mm -hmm. um, but And I'm no expert, but when we actually return to the office or, or, or even creating the workspace to be a hybrid, design must come into, into play and... Again, I'm no expert, but I believe that design would evoke certain emotions and certain <laughs> feelings. Uh, how much more important do you think that is in the era of a pandemic and to make sure that people feel... Uh, it's a bit weird to say this, but feel at home at work. <laughs> at home at work, yeah. exactly. So for us, we always look at design as a solution. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not it's not just, oh, you know, do you like blue? Do you like green? And, you know, it, it's sometimes it sounds like it's a very simple concept, but there's a lot of workplace strategy that goes into our design solutions. So when the pandemic hit, what we realized is that for a lot of our clients, it's addressing the concerns of their employees right. who want to come back to work. Your real estate footprint might change, mm -hmm. but it's what you do with that footprint that matters. So for us, for example, simply we put together a five point path design solution which very I'm going to I'm not going to go into too much detail on it. it's on our website but just so <laughs> that you have an understanding of the different things that we look at so we look at for example space planning okay right social distancing there's now technology that allows you to sort of calculate social distancing and to do zoning to create little neighborhoods for teams when they work yep. uh, materiality which is for example the kind of contact surfaces that you have mm -hmm. antibacterial surfaces the kind of dividers that you can have between desks to sort of like you know like gives more of a gap between people who are sitting Technology, okay. which is a huge thing in everything that we do, contactless sort of technology from booking a meeting room to mm. ordering coffee to, wow. you know, like how do you make it in a way that there's not so many touch points? And the whole thing is then to codify culture and behavior. So you through design can have nudging techniques, influence how people walk through a space um, because the overall umbrella theme around all of this is well-being. Yep. And well-being is a huge thing for us, right? The employees' well-being at work, that they have to feel safe and motivated at work. So we use a lot of like biophilia. Yep. Biophilia is like using nature okay. to get people to feel a sense of like calm. We've had like, you know, 
water walls. We've had like lots of greenery to be used to divide spaces. But when you look at these things put together, it gives a space where employees feel safe, they feel innovative, and they feel they can collaborate. And then they know that the company is looking after them, right? That's yep. the key thing. Safety is obviously priority for most companies if they were to move back into the offices. Uh, but we also mentioned, obviously, the interaction, the human interaction. Um, how much does social distancing and safe distancing, you think, will affect that human connectivity in a workplace? And how can that perhaps be improved a little bit more with design? So the one thing that we've noticed, or you may have noticed, I mean, everyone, a lot of people work, right? So when they collaborate, like when you're doing it on a Zoom call, yep. for example, all of us are Zoomed out of our heads, uh, right? Exactly, oh my God, oh my gosh. camera on, camera off, mute on, can you mute hear me? off. Can, can you hear, hear me? <laughs> can you hear me? Am I audible? Am I audible? <laughs> it's like after 500 Zoom calls, everyone's still asking that. Um, but what you what you do miss is that incidental electrifying brainstorming or collaboration that you have when you're face to face with someone. Yep. So you can capture, you can have a meeting offline mm -hmm. for sure. You can have social distancing and sit in your home and have a Zoom call. Sometimes people don't put their camera on. You don't even know if they're listening to you. Yes. But yeah. that spark when you're talking to someone and making eye contact and say, oh my God, what about this idea and this idea? That kind of... Um, collaboration that you see in the office, you can't capture that at home. Yep, right? So the key thing is that you can design collaborative spaces. Of course, everyone does. Everyone right now has collaborative spaces in the office to your question. But the point is that when you design it, bearing in mind social distancing, yep. bearing in mind hygiene factors, bearing in mind well-being, yep. simple things like air quality. Are you monitoring air quality? Mm. There are a lot of theories about air quality and it shouldn't be worse than it is outside or how do you, it affects people, right? It affects how they feel. Yep. Uh, temperature, um, lighting, mm. all of these things play a huge part in your emotional and physiological well-being. Yep. So for us, we're saying that yes, you need to have those pockets of collaboration, but now it has to be done purposely so that all of these concerns are taken into consideration. Okay. Over the past few years as well, or, well, actually quite a significant number of years, we've seen the growth of uh, co-working spaces. Mm. And the ethos of co-working spaces is to collaborate, to make sure that people are closer to each other. How do you think that co-working spaces being such a popular um, you know, starting point for startups and smaller companies, how do you think that will keep on being relevant in you know through the pandemic and next few years where we live in a new normal so i have a huge soft spot for co-working spaces <laughs> i have to say when i moved back to singapore from london i actually joined a co-working space called the hub singapore which is a fantastic fantastic co-working space um and what i loved about it was the sense of community. Mm -hmm. That was what it was about. It was so exciting for me to see these spaces coming up in Singapore where young, creative, you know, entrepreneurs and startups could actually find themselves and feel supported and enabled. And, you know, we did a lot of like financing for them and just gave them a space to like talk. I mean, you had Tech in Asia, you had Echelon. There was so much yeah. sort of vibrancy around the startup movement in Singapore, which I thought was fantastic. And when we, so having worked in a, with a co-working team in a co-working space and we had then, you know, built two other spaces, of course, the main thing was like, oh, people want to be in a community. Yes. People want to be in a community, but people want choice and flexibility. 
what that means is that they want to, when they want to focus, they want to have a focus space. When they want to collaborate, then they want to feel that they can come out and collaborate. But it's not like one person works a particular way. You will work a particular way throughout the day, depending on what you need. So with the co-working spaces, like everybody else, they have to adapt. What that could mean is that they might have more team rooms. Yeah, okay. Right? Um, and then in their collaborative spaces, they would use techniques like I was talking about. They would use like hygiene techniques or ma- the kind of material surfaces mm-hmm. that they would use to sort of make sure that the space was as thought through as possible. Okay. So I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they just have to relook how they are designed okay. and how they're providing solutions for the you know, for the people who want to work there. And hopefully they are already doing that. Um, I want to talk a bit more about your role. And I think part of your role is communications. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> and there, there's been ma- many communications experts that's come forward through the pandemic and saying that their main focus over the next year or whether when we actually go into the whole new normal of working is internal communications. I mean, speaking to your internal stakeholders, to your staff members, to your employees, um, you know, speaking to them about what the company is doing, how the employees themselves are important, creating platforms for effective messaging, those kind of things, right? So how does design come into the picture to make sure that internal communications are effective in a new workspace? So for me, when you talk about a workplace, right? There are many elements that make up a workplace. There's what you see, and then there's what you hear, Mm -hmm. and there's what you experience. So what I mean by that is if you were, for example, asking me as an employee in a space, right, how the space is designed for me and how, you know, the communications that I get from my senior leadership and, and, you know, the, the, the tone and the culture, it all brings that culture of the space together. Okay. So, for example, if you're getting communications from people, because there's, there's a lot of ad lib service. We care about you. You're <laughs> important. Yeah, sure, work from home. But are you are you enforcing that? Like, is it, is it superficial or do you mean it? So, for example, like if you think about sustainability, which I think is a huge thing it in is. the post-pandemic, a lot of companies are thinking about it. A lot of companies are talking about it. But... For me, if you're a firm that believes in sustainability and you're telling your people, yes, it's a, you know, it's a huge, important initiative for us, and you're hearing that as their communication platform, yep. then you look around and you see like plastic water bottles on everyone's mm-hmm. desk, um, and you see that there's no plant. You know, they, they're not consciously thinking through the design, so they could have open, you know, skylight roofs to sort of save on on, on light energy. They could have, you know, plants. Um, to sort of create that biophilia feeling, they could have, you know, like invest in. Havex system so that you get that you know fresh air mm. and you're feeling looked after um, and stuff like that. They could you know the food that they p- they provide for you in the pantry, or the fact that the pantry is contactless so you can just order and you know your your coffee comes to you. Yeah. There's so many things that you can do so that you walk the talk, yeah. and I think that's the key thing that people have become. You know they've gone through so much this year, and uh, you know we were talking about this before. Like I think there's going to be almost some kind of PTSD when people come out of it. I think in Singapore we've been super lucky in a lot yep. of ways, um, and we and we, you know both of us are able to sit here and talk about exactly. stuff in this beautiful you know building. But I think for a lot of employees, they're going to really know the difference between companies that are just doing ad lib service versus those that actually practice what they preach. Awesome, and just sticking on that um, theme of caring about your employees um, there's been lots of interest in the mindfulness or the or rather the mental mm-hmm. health state of employees during the pandemic um, 
lots of this cannot be helped when one is working from home, when people are a bit more detached. The hope is that when we transit back into the workspace that we are able to look after each other a little bit better, being mindful of each other's emotions and all that. Do you think that, you know, having a workspace that is dedicated to giving that space to to your employees is important or having design that helps to ensure calmness and 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 you know just just to soothe your 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 employees almost to, to exude like i said the positive feelings um because all these perhaps was missing from a workplace um and it, it was felt a little bit more when they're working from home so how can we transit back, transit into, back. back into the offices you know that it's 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 how you do it that i think is critical because imagine it's a pandemic so the yeah. initial reaction what you don't want is for people to feel that they're walking back into a clinic you know hand sanitizer scanner <laughs> tracker you know like oh my god white clinical temperature taking i mean that's if you think of it as a human being it's a It's, it's it's a very horrible experience. Like sometimes when I'm doing that tracking thing, yep. and I feel like the person is watching me to make sure I'm doing correctly. Like why would I cheat on that? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm checking in. I'm checking in. You know, but it's almost like and take temperature and you're being sort of like you know uh, assaulted. So what that does to a person is it affects their anxiety level. Yeah. So there's a way of doing it. I mean, you could you could choose the tech way. Like can mm-hmm. you? I mean, if you just open your imagination, right? For example, what if there was a robot that greeted your custom, you know, your clients when they walked in, and that robot was like, "Good evening," and took your temperature <laughs> without you realizing, and guided you somewhere and checked you in, and that's yeah. possible with AI. That's a cool way of doing it. Or when the employee walks through the space, if you have like beautiful graphics, if you have soothing music, mm-hmm. if you have you know like plants, and you've got like a vibe, you create a vibe for them. Where they feel less anxious, okay, right? I think that is that's a key thing. I really felt a lot for people who were single in the pandemic or lived on their own yep. and had zero social interaction. Yeah, and I would speak to my friends, who, you know, who were on their own, and they said, like, you know, the level of anxiety that we feel is so much more than yours. You miss that whole thing of, you know, like that water cooler moments in an office where you laugh exactly, with your right? colleagues yeah. and you just have a bit of let your hair down or say something about your boss and just like, you know, just release stress, release steam. And you've been cooped up for so long in a bubble without that ability to sort of let go of your anxiety. Like yeah. I thought, I think that was a horrible time for so many of my single friends. Um, so I think if you come back to a space, which like you said, makes you feel like you're home away from home, but, but a thought through space. So it's not just like, okay, make it cozy. But it's that yes, we've considered all of these factors. We've built in social distancing. We've built in contactless, you know, you know, booking system. We've, you know, we've thought about your well-being. Well-being is a huge thing now. Yep. From wellness, it's gone to well-being. Yeah. So that you, you know, that you are feeling welcomed and safe in a space. That for them is a huge, you know, opportunity for companies to start thinking like that. Awesome. And you know, we talked about the importance of redesigning your workspaces and making sure that all these things are being thought through. But I believe working from home is perhaps not going away anytime soon. Um, that there will be people who are working from home, you know, some days of the week, perhaps some hours of the weeks. Um, they, that they need to be closer to family. Mm-hmm. They need to have time with their children because you know sometimes schools are shut for some reason. Uh, a little bit more cleaning than usual. Um, how can they then? As individuals think through about 
redesigning their home workspaces because oh, you know that's that that's that difficulty right there's no physical door in terms sure. of exiting a workplace to your living space um so what can be thought through perhaps a little bit more at home but what they can do perhaps is the tiny corner somewhere i i don't know but you know is there anything at all for for me for example i've created i've ha- i'm lucky enough to have a guest room that i've converted into a full on home office and that i have a you know aromat- aromatic diffuser in the corner <laughs> diffusing essential so, oils so so what were the what are the three things that was the most important to you in that space um for me i needed it to be or for i work quite a bit with computers right so i needed two dual monitor screens so i needed a table big enough to be mounted for me to mount two monitor screens uh and just some alone time uh because when i started working from home the kids were at home as well and that drove me mad <laughs> so uh, two monitor screens and a diffuser uh, yeah, and you so, were good to go and i was good to go i i i purchased well yeah the pandemic really brought me into online shopping a little bit more <laughs> buying all the gadgets buying a microphone right buying speakers and headphones and all that because of the online calls right so i wanted yeah. to make sure that people can hear me well and that um yeah i can hear people well as well so yeah i've made all those things uh made little investments in my old little home office um but again you know i'm lucky enough to have a room dedicated to that most people are doing it from their dining tables Correct, yeah. yeah from the coffee tables and dining tables some from their beds because you know they 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 just literally have a bedroom that they've rented out and that's their home office so i remember like many years ago reading an article on richard branson Mm-hmm. obviously of you know virgin atlantic and he and they asked him where his office was and he said his office was a hammock in his you know resort in the bahamas and i thought oh wow like he runs everything from there yeah. and that actually makes so much sense to me now like how did he do it now unfortunately i don't have a resort in the bahamas <laughs> i wish i did and that was the solution but it was very interesting because it took that concept of working from anywhere and now we've proven that that it's possible yep but as a company you have to enable your team and you do that to me primarily in two ways one is you create an atmosphere of trust okay so for example for me my team is all over apac um i go into the office sometimes and i work from home sometimes and i have two kids in school mm-hmm. so my day has strangely changed i don't start at 9 anymore i actually start working around 7 and start looking at my emails and yeah. stuff like that then i drop my kids to school and i come back which i never did before okay but i did that you know i do that 50 minute commute and then the house square then i'm working then i want to pick them up at 3 i could never do that but my working hours i feel are more but the way i've structured my day has changed it's broken might, up a little yeah. bit so i might go to the office in the morning and then come home and feel like i want quiet time because the office also is very noisy i'm not used to that noise yep. anymore but that so th- so one thing you do is you create an atmosphere of trust so like for example my assistant bonnie who who, who you know is the manager for singapore um I don't micromanage. I'm not like checking, you know, where's checking, where are you, yeah. where are you, where are, are you? Are you working right now and sending it, a WhatsApp, yeah. right? Yeah. If your work is done, it's done. So I I I empower you and I trust you to know that you're doing a job and of course we have to have our meetings and of course we should meet up and because of all the important things we talked about, camaraderie, culture, collaboration and you know, the kind of innovation that comes out when you actually work with people one to one. That's that you can't do working yeah. from home. So I think but it's how you structure your day. And Besides trust the other th- thing that I think is super important is the two T's it's trust and technology. 
Okay. So you have to make sure that your team is enabled. Do they have Zoom access? Do they have the IoT? Do they have the right technology in order to be able to have those video conferencing calls with their clients, to be able to like, you know, have enough data storage on their laptop? So it's a matter of like enabling them and trusting them. Okay. So giving them the hoping that they have the EQ to, or rather you providing the EQ mm-hmm. to, to, to trust and also providing the hardware, right? In yeah. terms of the technology as well. I've got a last question. Have you... And I'm going to put diffuser in as well next you time. You should, someone. you <laughs> should. I, I can give you some <laughs> recommendation, recommendations on essential oils. It'll be awesome. <laughs> I have a last question for you. Have you redesigned your office space at home or your current office space at, at work? Um, how has that changed slightly and how are you making it work for yourself? So at Space Matrix, we are big in innovation and technology. So like I said, like our five-point path is what we are implementing in our office. We're also uh, working on an app to sort of enable the employee and customer experience. Um, So we're looking a lot into tech solutions on how to make the whole experience, because for us, it's all about experience, the employee experience, the client experience. It's about how to keep improving on the customer and client experience. And obviously, my design team is fantastic, and they they, they do a lot of, of the design thinking for the firm. At home, I don't have an office. <laughs> I, have an, I have a part-time office, so because my husband's also working from home. So it's a bit of a power play. Who gets there first? <laughs> but, <laughs> But again, for me, I really didn't need much more aside from fantastic Wi-Fi. So yeah. for me, it's always Wi-Fi and coffee. Yeah, Those are my coffee, two. Right? Yeah, Wi-Fi, oh, coffee, and a charger, adaptable thing nearby so I can you know, constantly charge stuff. But I didn't because my company made sure that we had, like, you know, we have got Zoom, we've got you know, WhatsApp, we've got Google Hangouts. We're all on the drive. Okay. And that made it a huge, and then the, I think that's why it was so easy for us to transition to working off from home because it's not like, you know, you're working off office and you're like, I'm sending you version 1.2 of the document, you're yeah. editing it. I'm like, oh, no. So we work off Google Drive. All our documents and everything are off the drive. So it's real-time collaboration. And I think because they enabled us, it was very easy for us to actually make that switch. Awesome. And enabling your team, right? Fiza, thank you so much. Uh, no, for thank having, you. Thank spending you. some time here. It's awesome to hear about what we, we can do with our workspaces. And yeah, I'll tell you more about the diffuser and stuff a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> That's the takeaway. That's going to be the takeaway. Oh, no. We wish you the very best for 2021. And hopefully we all take some lessons from you know, your tips earlier on. So I thank know. you. I hope it's a great year for everyone. I hope so too. Thank you very much.